Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to a very special episode of Ask a Lawyer. This week's segment is brought to you by the Wichita and affiliated tribes in Anadarko. My guest today is Brian Candelaria. He is an attorney with Oklahoma Indian Legal Services, and he's got some really interesting and important information to share today. How are you, Brian? I'm doing great, Kelly. How about yourself? Excellent. Now, thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us about this, because this is some really important information, and it's regarding funding uh, COVID-19 funeral assistance. So um, let's let's talk about uh, this, because this pool of money just opened up, right? That is correct. That is correct. It's um, um, first of all, I really appreciate the opportunity to to get this information out. Um, again, it's it's something that just came available starting on um, April 12th, and and so um, it's it's important that uh, that uh, people get the information. Um, now, let's talk about who qualifies for these funds and what and what they're for. The um, it, it's designed. The uh, first of all, who qualifies is um, you have to be a U.S. citizen um, or a non-citizen, nat- national non-citizen, or a qualified alien um, who um, who paid for funeral expenses after January twentieth of two thousand twenty, and then um, you have to. They have to be for. Um, they have to be funeral expenses for an individual who has died in the United States or in the territories or in the District of Columbia um, that may have been caused or is likely the result of COVID-19. And so um, let me read the, uh, the release that Oklahoma Indian Legal Services put out, and it says, with the passage of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, the federal government has authorized FEMA to provide funeral assistance for those who have died from COVID-19. And so um, let's talk about how to apply, because there are a lot of people in Indian country excuse me, <laughs> in Indian country who, who have been affected by COVID-19 and, and who would qualify for these funds. So how do they apply for them? Definitely. Yes. And unlike uh, how you apply for them is, is by phone. It's, it, there is a telephone number. Unlike um, some of the other disasters, for example, the winter storm um, event that we had in February or the ice storm event that we had in October, those had um, online registration apps and and stuff that you that you could apply for. This is strictly a phone number, and the hours of operation are from uh, eight to eight Central Time, um, and it's uh, Monday through Friday. Um, and um, I, the phone number I can provide the phone number if you'd like. It's one eight four four six. Eight four sixty three thirty three, and um, so that is that. That's the toll. F- um, that's the toll free number that's specifically dedicated for this event alone. 
And and uh, you did say that they are open from eight to eight central time, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. central time. So that's that's good that they have these extended hours for for this. And and really uh, a, a telephone number, because there are so many people in Indian country elders that that aren't on the Internet. They don't have social media and and they need a viable way to be able to ask for these funds and to be able to participate. So I'm really glad to see that at least they're making something a little bit easier for our, uh, our, our tribal elders. Definitely. Now, yeah. Now um, let's talk about uh, the ways that oils can, can help with this is is oils going to uh have any kind of of clinics or or are um do you know if there are going to be any kind of uh like help events with these well um at at definitely at any of our um our ask uh ask a lawyer events that that we love doing um and uh any of our um uh tribal government outreach uh events where where you know where we um do um like the wills clinics we'll definitely have the information available you know provide the phone number um and and so in and answer be happy to answer anybody's questions um as much as possible as far as um and if we don't know the answer you know we'll we'll definitely say we don't know the answer but we can track down the information or 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 help someone who may not have uh, a access to a computer, you know, at, at our event, we can, you know, we can go online and, and help track at, down the information for them. So yeah, however we can, we can, we can help. We're, we're, we're there to help. And we want to make, make sure that we stress that these COVID-19 funds, they're not just for Indians. They're, they're for United States citizens. I mean, so, so if you, and, and, and citizens of the territories, right? You said that, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, the, the best way to think about it um, that we found is that um, the, uh, there is a pot of money that has been set aside for um, helping folks with funeral costs. And, and they're going to try and make it as easy as possible to access that money. Um, and, you know, you won't, you you'll you'll need some paperwork and we can talk about that later as as far as you know uh receipts and that sort of thing but um it's it's not it's it's not going to be a a a process that's going to it, it can be done over the phone you won't need to you know um you know you you it'll, it'll they'll work with you as much as possible Let's talk about some of the documentation that you are going to need, because I know that anybody that's going to call, I know that they'll they'll go over that uh, with them on the phone. But 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 you said receipts, so they'll need some kind of receipts, probably need some kind of death certificate um, that says <laughs> that that person uh, passed away from covid because that's what this is right the the decedent has to be uh has to have passed from covid right covid 19 that, that is correct that is correct the on the death certificate um they um they will need on the death certificate now it won't it doesn't necessarily have to say you know from covid it, it could it could 
in some way it has to address COVID as far as complications from COVID, um, exacerbated by COVID. COVID may have been an um, a, uh, underlying um, cause of um, uh, for it. Um, so, uh, it, so yes, in, in on the death certificate, it will need to, in some way to to establish that it is a COVID event. And if it's if it's all done on the phone, how do they verify that part of it? Or or I, or at some point, are you going to have to take this paperwork in somewhere? I, I think I think what they'll what they'll do. Uh, my understanding, and you know, the program have has you know just recently came out and stuff, is that you'll be when you have the phone call, you'll be assigned a case, basically a caseworker that will work you through the process as to maybe faxing things in or sending it by mail or turning it in in some way, um, or even you know taking pictures of it, but in in some way. Um, you know, connecting your the paperwork with a a particular person that you would need to send it into um, is is what the process is is going to be. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think you're going to understand why I have to ask. And this is for your relatives that died of COVID, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly your 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 relatives. Um, but also, the understanding is that um, it, there may be multiple claims on a particular person, as far as um, as far as sometimes family members. You know, uh, funeral expenses can be expensive. And, and sometimes it takes the whole family to make sure that their loved one is, is properly taken care of as far as uh, their funeral expenses. So it may be, you know, various siblings, you know, four siblings pitching in to help with Ma's funeral. And so you, that, that process worker will, will help as far as decide, does the, does the money, you know, once all the receipts are put together, does, does the money go to the one person and they distribute it? Or will separate checks be cut by, you know, to each individual? Um, so th that's 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 something they said that they're going to to work on. Understanding that um, sometimes it'll take, you know, maybe take one or two people to pay for a particular funeral event. I wonder how that's going to work with the tribes, because, you know, the tribes, a lot of tribes have burial assistance and things like that. And so and, and sometimes it doesn't cover the, the whole funeral expense. I mean, it, funeral expenses are just outrageous. Right. But uh, I wonder, does so when when you're talking about your receipts, it's got to be the I mean, because they would probably pay the tribe. Is I mean, would that be would that be reasonable to to think? Well, well, uh, they um, one of the things that they they want to make sure is that you 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 don't let's say let's say you've got a health insurance uh, I mean a life insurance policy that includes the funeral if the in, if the insurance company is covering it you won't be able to to take and and um, for that. For the tribe, the tribe may be able to take care of some of it, but not all of it. So you would you would have to you would have to as long as they know as as long as the FEMA folks know 
that the tribe is taking care of part of it and you give them, you let them know in advance, let's say the tribe will take care of $1,000 of, of funeral expenses, $2,000, but it costs $4,000, you know, be, be sure and, and you, you won't get in trouble. You know, you're, they encourage and will ask you, you know, how much is, is that other person, how much is that other group taking care of? And then they will take care of all of those, you know, they'll take care of up to $9,000 of those expenses that were not already covered. No, no double dipping. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the main thing. They, they do frown upon that, don't yes. they? And, <laughs> but, but let's, let, let's, let's also talk about a couple of the other things that, that can kind of, uh, get you in trouble or can kind of flag you as far as the bureaucracy and the red tape and things like that. Because I think one of the, one of the issues I feel like anyway, that we're especially Indians are deterred from uh, participating in federal government programs. Well, for one is the federal government and we don't trust them and we don't trust them <laughs> at all, but, but a lot of times it's unnecessarily difficult and and so um, what and then when you do, I mean, some, it's kind of a slippery slope. So what are some other things to kind of look out for um, as a tribal citizen trying to apply for these? Because like I said, you want to make sure that that all your ducks are in a row uh, when you call, because they're going to be asking you for this documentation right off the bat. Right. 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 They're going to ask for documentation and they're they're, you know, going to, you know, as far as the specific person um, who you're doing the claim on. Uh, that way they can make sure that another person hasn't, you know, um, you know, hasn't made that claim. And that's again, that's where, you know, having the receipts will help. Um, but um, just remembering that, you know, with with all. Uh, government bureaucracy. What you're talking about um, is is you have to have the understanding is that you know sometimes um, they'll they'll you'll you'll get a rejection letter, a quote unquote rejection letter. Um, you know, folks, I'm sure you know with Social Security understand sometimes that they'll send you the rejection letter and you'll have to go back and and appeal it. You know. You, you may have to, to do multiple steps. They specifically said um, on the calls that we've been involved in uh, with the FEMA is that given the, given the nature of this particular situation as far as the loss and grief of losing someone, that they're going to try and cut as much red tape as possible. That doesn't mean, again, that the red tape isn't going to be there, um, but but they're they're going to keep that as much as possible to a minimum, and and so um, just knowing that up front and 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 things do not happen quickly when when you're talking about the federal government. So you know having you know into some degree some patience as as far as that goes is is particularly helpful, and and just um, realizing that. Um, the more documentation that you have is the more helpful that you can be as, as far as getting, getting these, these particular, um, these, this particular aid, this, this funding. 
Let's talk about some of the issues that can arise. Let's say the tribe pays $2,000 and let's say this FEMA program goes ahead and pays you instead of paying the tribe or, you know, double page or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, what does a person need to do? They need to contact FEMA and tell FEMA, yes. hey, this is, I mean, you're, you're yeah. ethically, you shouldn't go and run and put it in the bank. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Just, just like, just like, because, because by doing so, you know, sooner or later, someone's going to find out that you got that check. That, that, uh, just like if, if you, you know, all of a sudden the bank plopped in uh, money in in your bank account and stuff. If, if, if you end up spending it somewhere down the line, and you're going to have to, you know, pay it back. So the best thing to do is, you know, notify. Say, you know, I, I told folks. Um, you know, I gave people the information up front. Um, you know, I've got receipts to prove this amount, but you know, you know, this this is what's being taken care of, and and I need, you know, <laughs> I need you to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> and usually they're pretty good about taking back their money. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are, it's, it's so funny. They're, they're so much better at taking it back than they are at giving it. Definitely. Definitely. As, <laughs> as, as I'm sure, as I'm sure that some of your listeners uh, and uh, viewers uh, can attest that um, with those, with the uh, stimulus checks, um, you know, some folks still haven't gotten their, their stimulus money, um, you know, as far as, you know, three, the three checks, the three types of checks. Um, uh, and, uh, so, but, but, but you can guarantee come tax time, they'll want their money. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, uh, so, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and go over some of the information for our listeners and podcast subscribers who just joined us. Uh, this episode of ask a lawyer is brought to you by the Wichita and affiliated tribes. And we're talking to Brian Candelaria. He's an attorney with Oklahoma Indian legal services. And we're talking about this pool of federal funds that just came available and it's to defer funeral costs of um, of folks who passed from COVID-19. Do you think that this is going to be an ongoing thing? Because we're not past this pandemic yet. And so uh, I know that you said this is for uh, people who passed from COVID from January 20th, 2020. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Okay. And so um, this pandemic isn't over and we still have people who are dying from COVID. So is this something that is ongoing? Like, is this something that somebody could apply for? Like if you had a family member die next week of COVID, can you already apply for these or, or are you going to have to go ahead and like pay, pay for it? Because of, because it does take a little bit of time for the federal government to move, you need to go ahead and and do what you got to do and, and get the reimbursement. Right. Right. Yeah. It think, yeah. Think of it as reimbursement. Um, you know, just like with, um, you know, with some of the disaster aid, some of the aid is, is designed for, 
in reimbursement and and then you know some some is designed uh be you know before then to be dispersed before um you know but uh for for all practical purposes just you know this will be this this is a disper re uh, a um reimbursement uh type uh, fund fund process um so and again you know and you know because in 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 part of it is is kind of naturally that way because of the particular type of documentation you know again needing needing that death certificate um you know um and and uh, you know that that will be needed before you can even apply so yeah and i think people don't realize how long that takes like the the death certificate itself is a process it is and Anybody who's had to plan a funeral or has had to go go through these things understands that it's all a process. It's 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 all anything that anything that government has to do, including that death certificate, it is a process and it can take weeks. It, it can. It can. And in fact, in fact, um, one of the things that we talked about on in these in the these um, discussions uh, one of the things was early on not understanding that sometimes so some of the deaths that were later found to be maybe COVID related were actually attributed to something else. You know, um, uh, previously, you know, if you'll if you'll remember at various times last year, especially early on, not understanding that. Uh, you know, sometimes strokes were caused by caused by COVID. Um, that sometimes people um, had uh, um, bleeding related. Um, you know, it wasn't just the lungs. It wasn't just like COVID related pneumonia. It was, you know, they were they were discovering and have since discovered that affects you know um, uh, blood supply. To, to to your brain to you know you can get uh, embolisms that affect your your heart and your and your and your lungs and and all of that is kind of after the fact and so you may have a death certificate that has already you know says stroke but it can that those can be amended um, but there is a process again you know going going back going back to that theme, um, it will be up to the treating doctor and the coroner or a medical examiner whose name is on the death certificate. They will be the ones to do the amending of, of any death certificate. So um, again, it, you know, it, it will definitely be a case by case basis. You know, I, uh, I had a relative, you know, let's say, let's say you have a relative that died, uh, um, April of last year, early in the event, and didn't realize, you know, they, they had gone to the West Coast or, you know, it was here in the community. They didn't realize that, um, you know, that uh, it could, that there was the possibility it could be COVID related until many months after the fact. Um, there, there are mechanisms that, you know, and it all starts as far as that death certificate, amending that death certificate, it all starts with having the the person who signed it, the doctor, the coroner, the medical examiner, review and amend it. And how does that process start? Do you just go to the Department of Vital Statistics and start there? I mean, because I mean, how how 
how do you start that? Do you get on the coroners? Do you go to the coroner and say, hey, I think yeah. my family member passed from COVID? Yeah, how- yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you know, they, you know, um, that's, that's basically the, the, the Department of Vital Statistics uh, is, they, they wanted to stress, you know, one of the takeaways that, that I had from, from these meetings is they wanted to stress that they're not the ones that have authority to change, to make any changes. So don't go over, you know, downtown Oklahoma City to the Department of, of, of Vile Statistics or, or in Tulsa and say, I've got proof, you know, you know, he, you know, he had, he had COVID. Um, you, you, those have to, whoever signed it is, that's the place to start. And, um, and, you know, again, having patience to, to realize that, you know, this, you know, they, a lot of folks may be, be, may be, you know, approaching them and it may take some time for, for them to approach, but the, 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 the folks who signed it um, must, must be the ones to amend it. And so we're, wherever, wherever you are and wherever that is, right. um, understand that the folks at, uh, that you get the copies at where your birth certificate and everything, they, they don't have the authority to do that. So just right. know that before you go in there harassing them and getting all mad at them, <laughs> they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll give our listeners and podcast subscribers that number again. And uh, this is posted, the flyers and uh, information is posted on our Talk Jive. Uh, social media pages and on the Oklahoma Indian Legal Services uh, social media pages as well. So if you don't happen to catch uh, the phone number, uh, you can go ahead and go on our social media pages and and check those numbers out for yourself. Uh, That number is 844-684-6333. And they also have an uh, assistance for hearing and uh, a line for hearing impaired. So if uh, if you are hearing impaired, they they have a way to uh, to assist you there. You know, I got to wonder if the the relative ease of this is is really just a a knee jerk reaction. Well, I, I say knee jerk. It's kind of late, but you know, to making sure that uh, American citizens have some sort of comfort and recovery because we've lost 560,000 people. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, In fact, on, on the FEMA website for the, for the funeral assistance, I mean, um, they, they've got a mental mental health um they've got a mental health um resource section on there um to just to to in fact demonstrate you know the scope of this disaster is such that um you know it's it's taking a toll and it has taken a toll especially on on our tribal communities uh, we we've lost a lot of precious uh, community members tribal community members um and um so it's uh, it's it's a little something that that can help, and you know that's why we think it's so important. That's why I thank you for the opportunity to to get this information out. So, 
Well, I greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing it because we do have a lot of these issues, especially in Indian country, because Indians, we don't we don't like to ask the government for nothing, you know, even though I mean, we have just such a tumultuous relationship with the federal yeah. government. But but in this case, I'm glad that they're that the federal government is coming forth because we've we have experienced a lot of loss in Indian country and in our our Indian communities that we're not going to recover from. Yeah, it's you know, that's it's lost. Some of that's just lost now. Definitely. And so um, I'm glad that that there is a way for for U.S. citizens and citizens of our territories uh, to get some some financial relief uh, in the in the midst of this pandemic and in the midst of of all of this loss. I'm glad that there there still is some some hope out there. And so if you if you need that information, uh we have the numbers on our social media pages and then you can go to FEMA.gov and they'll have all of the information there. I'm sure they have uh, everything uh, posted. So uh, just go there if you have any questions whatsoever. Uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in. I'm here with Brian Candelari. He's an oils attorney who shared the information about the uh, FEMA funeral assistance for uh folks who died of COVID-19. So if you want more information, uh, go to FEMA.gov. And of course, if you missed this conversation or any of our past episodes, you can catch those wherever you get your podcast. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Brian Candelaria. And this episode of Ask a Lawyer is brought to you by the Wichita and affiliated tribes. Many thanks to them for their sponsorship this week. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We're Indigenous, we're Independent, and we're Talk Jive Media. Have a great day.